Here's what's coming up on today's show. My wife and I, our estate plan looks a little different than it did a number of years ago when we got married. Mm-hmm. Things change. Okay? So, yeah. so that's, that's kind of the natural evolution of things. Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Welcome back in to another episode of Complete Estate Planning. I know you might have a review coming up. Uh, if you do, I think this, this episode is going to really arm you with some questions, some things to be thinking about, and maybe kind of lead the way on what conversations you should be having with your estate planning attorney on today's episode. Nick, what's going on? Hey, we're uh, we're we're doing good. Happy uh, Happy Friday. Um, I just uh, as of yesterday, I got roped into. Um, being a t-ball coach i know we've all <laughs> talked about my uh yeah your soccer experience huh yeah although you know i kind of ended that by being thoroughly out coached um <laughs> so hopefully with uh, t-ball which by the way i was not uh much of a great baseball player um back in the day so i don't have the expertise but if nothing else um you know i'm at least going to be more on guard for uh uh, for other coaches cheating than before. So <laughs> hopefully we can uh, make it work. But uh, that's yeah. been the most recent uh, development here. Had a bunch of birthdays uh, in the family, like everyone except me, uh, since uh, <laughs> since we last uh, uh, talked and recorded a few weeks ago. Yeah, any good ones? Any fun parties? Um, Well, the little guy, you know, it was his first birthday. So, you know, we make a big deal out of it, even though he doesn't. Right, get it yet? Um, but he he went to town on his cake. Um, you know, you have a bunch of the kids who just kind of sit there and play with it, but mm-hmm. like don't do anything. Yeah, and then everyone kind of sits there video recording on their phone for five minutes. You know, come on, buddy, come on, buddy. <laughs> you know that that didn't happen. Uh, Colin went to town, um, and I think he actually threw up a little later uh just because it was the first time he'd had that much sugar um <laughs> he actually ate it though he's a he's a he's a shop vac uh when it, it comes to food <laughs> um and then my four-year-old adam we uh let's just say what was supposed to be a, uh, a nice party at a bowling alley turned into you know kind of an impromptu underground like heavy metal rock concert mm-hmm. uh, that we were not <laughs> uh, not expecting to say the least. Um, yeah, there's a there's a bowling alley that's about 20 minutes from our house, and they have always had like an outdoor area, and they had like an outdoor stage. So they in the summertime they used to have concerts. Yeah. Well, you know, so we book it, we get there, and as soon as we walk in, we hear, I mean, just loud music just blasting over the whole place, and you know, a bunch of people in all black, you know, the black jackets, you know, all tatted up, um, the black jeans too. You gotta, you know, they're hardcore when they have black, uh, pants as well. Right. Just as opposed to regular jeans. Of course, um, yeah. and you know, we got balloons, we got a cake. I have my one-year-old, my four-year-old, my wife, 
and apparently half of the lanes had been ripped out of the place. Like it was like, imagine going into a bowling alley Mm -hmm. and half of the bowling lanes were gone. And apparently they have an indoor stage. And apparently there was a rock concert going oh, on good. the same day. Perfect for a four-year-old birthday party. Yeah. Um, so, of course, we're looking around like, oh, okay, this isn't going to be a big deal, right? And I'm hmm. laughing nervously, just trying not to, just trying to stay out of the line of fire. And they said, oh, yeah, concert's not till 730. We say no problem. Our party's from four to six. They said they were just doing a sound check. And apparently that sound check was going to last all throughout the party. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and oh, the party next to us, because, you know, when you take out half the lanes, everyone's like jammed together right? Uh, in the other half. And we had three lanes rented. And 40 minutes into our party... The previous party that was supposed to end when ours started was still there, was still taking up the tables, was still bowling on our alley on one of our lanes, and they just didn't seem to care. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're having fun. They keep doing sound checks. One of uh, Adam's little, uh, one of Adam's friends, I mean, literally we're getting out the the headphones for the kids. <laughs> And, you know, what What was lost in all this was actually the, the, the band was pretty talented. <laughs> like, like, I do want to give them credit. Um, they weren't bad. Um, but, Just yeah, so we had a – yeah, hmm. Right. We had a concert the whole time. Actually, a couple of the kids, like, didn't even bowl. They just went over and sat by the stage and just, like <laughs> – say, the kids probably didn't mind. They probably – no, enjoyed it more, um, more than the, the adults did. Yeah, a couple of the older kids just sat there and just watched the band the whole time and were, were mesmerized funny. by that. Um, and, you know, they didn't censor their words during their practice <laughs> and warm-up songs, so they're dropping, you know, F-bombs yeah. and everything. And I just... <laughs> I feel bad, but I, I didn't even want to look over at my wife because I knew she was livid. Um, <laughs> and the funny thing is the facility just didn't seem to care. Like, it wasn't a big deal. Um, so, uh, hmm. you know what, Ben? If nothing else, next time you're planning birthday parties, ask the place, hey, have you ripped up half of your facility? Is there going to be a you know parental advisory suggested rock concert going on at the same time yeah and are we actually going to get the tables and the lanes that we reserved are you actually going to give those to us so questions you wouldn't think to ask for a bowling party birthday yeah uh we will now uh that's for sure right just you never know um so it was it was memorable well, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm sure you didn't expect this, but that's a perfect lead-in to today's topic because it's all about getting being prepared and asking the right questions, right? So that's what we want to do today. And again, if you have questions for Nick, if you want to set up your own meeting with Nick to go over your estate plan, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com is where to start. But for today's topic, you know, I think you know, a lot of families think of this estate plan as a one-time transaction. We'll get it done. That's it. We'll forget about it. But we know everybody listening to this episode, Nick, is ahead of the game, right? So we want to make sure you go into your next review meeting armed with some questions, some 
discussions that you want to have with your state planning attorney, some things you want to bring up to make sure they're aware of, which helps you out, Nick, I'm sure. But um, again, you want to be prepared. It's not just to go in and, hey, let's let the attorney kind of lead the way. Let's be a little bit prepared going into that next meeting, right? Well, exactly. And then first off, we have to face the reality that most attorneys don't even, you know, have a I guess, a procedure or a process of doing review meetings. It's usually, you know, the, you know, the best attorneys are, here you go, call me if anything changes. And then they kind of throw the onus on you. So, you know, if you're ahead of the game, hopefully, you know, if your attorney has a kind of a formal review or checkup procedure, that's a good thing. And, you know, if you do have a review meeting, you know, the attorney should know all this. The attorney should have all of the questions and kind of the mental checklist of things to go over. That's what the expert's for, right? But mm-hmm. at the same time, uh, it's good for you to think about this as the, you know, as the client, um, you know, not just from the standpoint of making sure that they cover everything in your meeting, uh, but also think of it as, you know, a little bit of mental homework so you um, can start thinking about things and, you know, think of some circumstances or changes that may not come to the top of your mind and say, geez, that's something my attorney needs to know. Right. Okay. So some of these things we'll talk about. I've, I've had people in meetings say, wow, I'm surprised you asked me about that. Didn't think that was something you needed to know. Okay. So I think this is super helpful. And then look, I, you know, a good attorney knows the questions to ask and knows about estate planning, but unless it is your brother-in-law, you know, there's, there's no way that I can have all the inside scoop on, you know, what's been happening with your family the last two, three, four, five, ten 10 years. So right. we do rely on the client, you know, obviously to tell us what's going on with the family. So, you know, hopefully everyone put their heads together and we can we can flush all of these uh, different things out and, and, you know, make sure we get a full checkup in. OK, we got five things to run through. Number one, and this one seems like it'd be pretty obvious, would come to mind right away is but you want to tell your attorney about any changes in your family circumstances or any life events that you've had. Yeah. And, and this one, you're, you're exactly right. That's usually the one if the clients are thinking about it. This is usually the one where the client would think, you know, out of all of these, the client may think, yes, I need to let the attorney know. So obviously, have you gotten married? Have you gotten divorced? Have you gotten remarried? You know, have you become a widow or widower? Um, you know, what about the the children or other beneficiaries? You know, what if one of your kids has gotten married or divorced or remarried? Depends, I guess, if we like who they married or maybe we hate who they married. I know we've done episodes on that in the past. Um, you know, you know, kind of the obvious ones. What if you've had kids that you didn't have before, or you have more kids, or you know, maybe maybe grandkids that you like more than the kids. That's usually the way it works, uh, at least in my experience. Um, and then if someone has passed away. You know, maybe something happened to one of your kids, a grandchild, a spouse, et cetera. So, you know, those are the things that I guess, you know, are the most obvious out of all of these. Um, And then, you know, a couple of the things to look at. Have you moved, retired, changed jobs, 
you know, work for yourself, something like that. So, so those are, you know, I would say the most common ones uh, that, that people, you know, at least would pop into their mind as far as this may be something that the attorney needs to know. Well, I think right after, you know, family changes are going to be, you know, assets, that anything that's changed about your net worth, anything you've added over the last uh, year or whenever since your last meeting, this would be number two, right? Yes. So, and some of those, um, some of those that I talked about at the end of the last one about changing jobs, retiring, move, that kind of flows right into this. Um, You know, one of the things we've talked about before um, is making sure that your assets are kind of lined up, you know, with your trust or however your estate plan is managed. So if you've switched banks, changed investment advisors, you moved houses, new insurance, um, et cetera. Uh, obviously, job changes come into this, especially you know if you have insurance or a retirement plan from the company. If you have a new job, you know you might have a 401k that you didn't have before. Okay, so we want to make sure any new accounts or assets are kind of lined up with the estate plan. If you've started your own business, you know we, we talk to the attorney about how that impacts your plan. And then, you know, obviously income or balance sheet or net worth changes. Uh, I'm not saying it always changes things or requires a change, but it's worth a discussion. Um, You know, does having a million dollars instead of 200,000 change your inheritance wishes? Okay, the more money you leave someone, I think the more careful you need to be. Um, And then also, if you have less money, is there anyone who, you know, all of a sudden their portion of the pie is not enough to take care of them? So, you know, big amount of money changes. When you originally set up the plan, you had a dollar amount in mind of how much was going to each of the kids, grandchildren, etc. Uh, and now that number has changed. So, again, that doesn't always warrant rewriting the inheritance plan, but it's at least worth sitting down and say, well, if you passed away tomorrow, here's how much everyone would get. Do we still like the way that plays out? Okay. So again, not saying it has to be an automatic change, but I think it's worth talking through it. Well, the dollars might change, but then that takes us to the next thing. What if your wishes do change? Because I guess in this case, you would, would want to rewrite some things, right? Yeah. Um, and, and obviously life goes on. You know, kids or grandkids get older, new people come into the picture, and, you know, your desires for, you know, the inheritance and, and what you leave for the family can change. Um, oftentimes, people, maybe they get involved with church or charity, and they have a cause that's near and dear to them. Sometimes you have a situation where, you know, we only had kids, and now we have grandkids. I'd rather... I'd rather leave it to the grandkids, right? Because I like them better. Um, You know, and then also, you know, you may see people grow up and become responsible adults, and maybe you don't need to exercise caution with leaving money to them. Or the flip side, you may see someone grow up and maybe they have a disability or, you know, a substance problem or they can't manage their own money or, you know, maybe their spouse is kind of controlling and abusive you know, you may see people who grow up and you realize, oh, geez, I thought this was going to be nice and easy, but I need to be uh, careful in how I leave the money to them. Or, you know, worst case scenario, you may have someone that you decide 
don't need to leave anything to them, don't want to leave anything to them. So, you know, so your your wishes can change, you know, and, and I'll be honest for, you know, for myself, my wife and I, our estate plan looks a little different than it did a number of years ago when we got married. Mm-hmm. Things change. Okay. So, yeah. so that's, that's kind of the natural evolution of things. All right. I know this next one's probably something you bring up just as part of the checklist you're going through uh, for these review meetings, but to be thinking about this ahead of time would be good, but reviewing those fiduciaries to make sure they're still the right people for the job. Right. And, and for those of you who, um, you know, to get you up to date on vocabulary, fiduciary is just, you know, giving someone a, a job to do basically could be a power of attorney, could be a guardian for the kids, could be an executor or trustee, you name it. So the people that we chose originally to take care of you, if you got sick, take care of your finances, to take care of the kids, to take care of your inheritance, are they still the right people for the job? You have people who moved into town and they used to be out of town or vice versa. Maybe your uh, brother lived uh, next door and now he's, you know, working remotely from, you know, halfway across the world. Um, You know, sometimes you get people who They were the right answer years ago, but now they're getting older or they've passed away. You know, one of the things I see a lot, Ben, is people who come in, they have an old plan that they did right when the kids were born, and they say, we named our own parents as the guardians, and our kids are now in their 30s and our parents have died, right? So so things like that happen. Um, And then, you know, you have, you could have new options as well. You could have people who were younger and irresponsible. Now they're all grown up. We see that with kids a lot. Okay. I can't name my one-year-old and my four-year-old to be my, you know, executors, powers of attorney, trustee, anything like that. But hopefully we do an okay job with, you know, as parents, at least mediocre. I'd like to be above average. And, you know, 20, 30 years from now, I say the kids are all grown up. Let's just have them take care of everything. Um, okay. So that's, that's something to be aware of as well. And here's a weird one. I've had a lot of people who they have a death in the family. Maybe one of their parents or one of their siblings passes away. And then you can see, or they can see who was in charge of everything and you may be very, you know, unpleasantly surprised. You could say, oh, my sister, my brother, my father, they messed everything up. They did horrible. They couldn't make a decision. You know, I, I've seen them and they're not good for the job or vice versa. You say, wow, uh, when my parents passed away, my brother did such a fantastic job. He handled everything. He took care of them and he was fair and reasonable and upfront with all of us. Wow. What a great job he did. And then you realize, wow, I, I, I have someone here I wasn't even thinking about giving a job to, but they did a great job. Okay. So sometimes you can see people, you know, and they have a they develop a resume having done this for someone else. And, you know, those uh, those things kind of reveal themselves to you as time goes on. Right. All right. Last thing on our list here, if you're getting prepared for your next estate plan review meeting is to ask your attorney if there's been any new laws that might impact you or just is there any new strategies that might affect your situation? Yeah, well, obviously laws change all the time, Um, or at least they talk about changing them all the time. Sometimes they pass something. Hmm. Who knows? (laughs) You know, it's a lot more talk than actual 
getting something done. But once in a while, um, something will accidentally get done uh, as far as politics go. Hmm. Uh, it's a lot to keep up with. And look, sometimes it applies to your situation. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, sometimes it applies to you, but not to your estate plan. Okay, there's a number of things there. Um, and then also, there's new ideas, there's new strategies. Um, you know, there there's things in my repertoire now that were not in my repertoire 10 years ago. And some of us estate planning attorneys, at least some of the, the specialists, we nerd out a little bit uh, at times. I, I have a couple colleagues of mine who I talk to and, and walk through scenarios and i've picked up some good ideas there's some new strategies and sometimes law changes themselves give us a new strategy um you know so so i would lean on your attorney for this i geez that's what the attorney's for this shouldn't be you know ben this shouldn't be your responsibility mm -hmm. uh, as the client you know to have to keep up with all of the estate planning the tax you know probate laws right. things like that that's literally what the attorney is for. Um, so this is something that you should be leaning on your attorney for. And honestly, Ben, your attorney should be bringing this up. Yeah, You shouldn't have to say any law changes or, or new ideas or strategies that might, you know, you know, be something that, that we should talk about for my plan. Right. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of times people have to bring it up themselves. But this is not something that you should have to bring up. Your attorney really should be bringing it up. But keep it on your checklist, um, you know, just to take care of yourself. If your attorney doesn't bring it up, you should definitely ask. Awesome. Well, a list of things to be thinking about, get ahead of, um, and just be considering. So you can have that discussion with your estate planning attorney when it comes time at your next review. Nick, how often are you meeting with people once a year? Any certain time of the year you do it typically? Well, so... It's a couple different things. We tell people from an estate planning standpoint every three years. Okay. Uh, so about every three years, we'll send out a letter. Haven't seen you in three years. Schedule a call. Uh, schedule a, call us. Schedule time to come in for a checkup, and then we'll call and bug you if we don't hear from you at least one time. I don't like to necessarily do that every year per se. I know for investing or financial advising, that's the standard, but you know, markets and things like that, that, that changes all the time. Um, now, I also tell people if anything changes, something happens to someone, call me and we'll mm -hmm. talk through it. Okay. So it is three years unless you need to chat sooner. That's typically the way that I, that I, that I approach things. So that way gotcha. it's, we're on top of things, but you know, I'm not bothering people every three months. Hey, nothing's changed in estate planning law. Have you had any more kids? No. Yeah. All right. We'll talk again in 90 days. Um, so, so we do three years just to keep on top of things, plus any time that the client has a life event uh, or a question. Gotcha. All right. Well, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com is the place to start. If you want to schedule a call with Nick, there's a button right there on the front of the website. You can do so there plus a lot of other great resources and tools, including all of our podcasts, which we do appreciate you listening to. All right, we'll close out this episode of Complete Estate Planning. Nick, good luck with the T-ball. I'm sure we'll hear more about it soon. And uh, and hope your ears are okay from the rock band. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? If nothing else, 
people won't forget my son's uh, fourth <laughs> birthday. It'll be yeah. it'll be remembered. One whether we'll be it, you about. know, yeah, whether famously or in infamy, but uh, it won't be forgotten. Well, appreciate your time today. Thank you for listening to Complete Estate Planning for Nick Rosenbauer, estate planning attorney and owner at the Rosenbauer Law Office. I'm Ben George. Take care. The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office, based in Westchester, Ohio, and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. This show is for informational purposes only and does not provide any legal advice. Information on this show may not constitute the most up-to-date legal information. Please do not act or refrain from acting based solely on anything you hear on this show. This show does not form any attorney-client relationship with the Rosenbauer Law Office, LLC. Please seek the counsel of a qualified attorney before addressing your own estate planning needs.